How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. a final in Cincinnati and the results once again are not good. 9-4. They fall in game one of this three game weekend set and welcome everybody. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. I guess uh, now you've get a you've gotten a, a, a bad combination of not scoring a lot of runs and giving up a lot of runs. That's not a good recipe as the Brewers fall tonight 9-4. And uh, more importantly, they've lost 13 of their last 17 games. They have got to turn this thing around or their season will be over. I I don't say this because, um, because... you know, I, I like it or I want to because it's the reality. You would say that about any team. In May, to go ahead and lose 13 of, of 17, you do that again, your season's done. Okay, if they do this again, you you will not have a season. You will not have a playoff appearance. So, is 13 of 17 the end of the world? It's not. But what it does is put your back against the wall to not do it again. That's where they're at here. So is it panic time? No, it's not panic time. Although one might think it is with a trade that went on today. And we'll get to that in a second here. Uh, Here's uh, David Stearns, president of baseball ops for the Milwaukee Brewers, announcing a uh, trade today that sent J.P. Fireisen and Drew Rasmussen down to Tampa. Happy to announce um, our trade this afternoon, acquiring Willie Adamas, Trevor Richards um, from the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, two players that, that we've had conversations about dating back well into this past off season. Um, we've had really ongoing conversations, um, with Tampa, uh, for a while now. And, and, um, we're, we're finally able to, to get a deal that worked for both sides, uh, come together, uh, earlier, earlier today. There he is announcing the trade. Now, I, you know, I'm not sure how much conversating there needed to be about Trevor Richards. The Adamas I get. I certainly uh, understand that. Nice young ball player. He really is. And it's, an, it's a nice ad. There's no question about it. 
you know, I, I think there's a lot of people that are, are wondering, you know, how I feel about this trade, and we'll get into it. How do you feel about this trade? I mean, that's, that's probably a little more important. How do Brewers fans feel about this? How does Luis Urias feel about this trade? How does Drew Rasmussen and J.P. Fireisen feel about this trade? How does Craig Council feel about this trade? I, I, don't, I don't count. I, I, it doesn't matter. I do know it's a snowball effect of one trade. You have to, you have to think uh, through the layers here of this trade. We will get into uh, the game recap in, in just a little while. We're going to hear from uh, Craig Council coming up. We're going to hear more from uh, President David Stearns on this trade. And it's Willie Adamas, now the latest brewer, as they acquire him. He's, by the way, guys, he's a shortstop. And again, I will, I will just say, what does this do about Luis Urias? We'll have that answer for you. Uh, coming up in a little bit, Willie Adamas, he's a uh, 25-year-old. Get you a little info on him. Bats right and throws right. Uh, he's out of the Dominican Republic. He signed uh, to the Tigers as an international free agent in uh, 2012. Made his major league debut in May of 2018. 85 games that year. He hit 278 as a rookie. 10 home runs, 43 knocked in. That on-base percentage was 348, so a nice introduction. You know, you know I, I won't say the numbers were as good as Keston Hira in his, uh, you know, half a season the first time he came up, but they're pretty darn good, pretty pretty similar. 2019 for Adamas, 152 games, full season, hit 254, 20 homers, 52 knocked in, and is on base uh, that year, 317. Last year... Uh, in the shortened season, played in 54 games, hit 259, uh, eight home runs, 23 knocked in, an on base of 332. And here in 2021, uh, through 41 games, he's hitting currently 197, five long balls, uh, and is on base of, hell, not good, under 300. He's a career 254 hitter. That's Willie Adamas. Now, I like him. You've got to like him, right? But I think this is a snowball effect from the Trent Grisham, Zach Davies deal. I really do. And, hey, you can't fault a guy for efforting to make things right or to to shift on the fly. I want to know what you guys think of this trade. The one unfortunate part about this for me is Drew Rasmussen. That could haunt this baseball team. You know, we always keep an eye on the other players, how they doing. You know, when you trade them out of here, it's almost like you root against them <laughs> in a way. Um, I think we're going to hear a lot about Drew Rasmussen. I do. And, and it, had they gotten this deal done without uh, moving Drew Rasmussen, I'd have been ecstatic about it. I'd have been celebrating about this thing. But I don't, I don't think I can go there. I, I, I can't go there. I do like Adamas. And he projects well. He's under team control. So is Luis Urias. So is Keston Hira. Colton Wong is not. Just a couple of years this year and next year. So who's playing second base? base? Which of the guys that can't throw the baseball is the future at second base for this baseball team? I say that cynically. But you guys know what I'm talking about. 
Luis Urias or Keston Hira? <laughs> Which one of these guys that isn't uh, able to consistently throw the baseball going to play uh, the future at second base? We'll, we'll see. 414-799-1250. Your thoughts on this uh, trade today. I will, uh, I will say this, and we'll welcome in uh, Jeff Orlowski, the Polish pipe bomb. My name is Tim Allen. Brewers lose tonight, 9-4. We'll take your calls on, on not only the game, but, but the trade itself today. So let's go back to the playoff game, Trent Grisham and Josh Hader on the hill. I know there was a misplayed ball there, and Trent Grisham, I mean, I felt horrible for the kid. Uh, his teammates backed him up. So you thought it was over, and, and you move on. And so that offseason, no, Trent Grisham moved out. He's, he's moved with Zach Davies to the uh, San Diego Padres for Eric Lauer and, uh, and Luis Urias. You take a look at Urias's numbers, you say, hey, man, they, they look good. The problem is we didn't look too close at the def- defensive metrics. They didn't look good. And, again, I apologize for that. I, that flew under the radar for me. I did not think he was, he was that much of a deficiency uh, defensively, but nonetheless, they get it done, get a good young player. And, and it kind of made the talk at that time was to put a little heat on Orlando Arcia. We know he can, can be a little bit better shortstop. Okay. Well, uh, you finally get Urias, uh, in there and you, you say, okay, well, there, there you go. You, you get the spot, but there's still that lingering Orlando Arcia over his shoulder, right? They try Arcia at third base. Is that going to work out? Eh, just in case, we're going to keep Orlando around here. He's only 26 years old. And it makes uh, Luis Urias work a little harder at shortstop. No, we're going to go all in again. We're going to go one layer deep again. We're going to make a trade and move Orlando Arcia out of here. So that way there's no pressure on Luis Urias. That's phase two of the infamous Trent Grisham trade. Phase three. Phase three. Now we say, uh-oh. Is this is this the way it, it went down? We say, oh, boy, Luis Urias. That defense can't have – we can't have a guy pacing 35, 36, 37, 38 errors in one season. We can, just can't do – no team can do that. I fully understand that. But now you grab the car keys and you take it away. You take the whole car away from him. And you say, now here is the shortstop of the future in Willie Adamas. Well, well, what's next then? What's next from the derived trade of Trent Grisham? This is where this started. Would you rather go back in time? Would Would you rather go back in time? and retain both Orlando Arcia, Trent Grisham, Zach Davies, Drew Rasmussen, and J.P. Fireisen? You yeah. could make that argument. Hell yeah. Uh, you could, Jeff, you could make that argument. Yeah, absolutely you could. That, that you'd feel all right with Arcia at 26, playing for about $2 million a year. It's not like this guy was making Colt Wong money. He wasn't Avi money. He wasn't 10, 10 million plus. Was he that bad? Did they need that much help? I'm just throwing all these scenarios out there. But I do like Willie Adamas, though. I do like not only what he's done, but what he projects. 
he looks it looks like they they found a good one but at at the risk of what i mean this this is to me it's it's sort of a snowball effect i i don't know and again we're going to hear more from david stearns as the show moves along i don't know how much conversating there was about trevor richards a four and a half era guy <laughs> i find that yeah. hard to believe but uh Okay, uh, you did trade Zeus for Jake Faria, so maybe maybe there was some conversations about a four and a half ERA guy. Well, you moved out Drew Rasmussen and JP Fireisen, in effect, for Patrick Weigel and Sabanka, and 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 at the same time Orlando Arcia exited as well. I just I I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm torn on this. I'm really torn. I love Adamas, but I also love Drew Rasmussen. This deal should have been done without Rasmussen involved. That could haunt him. Uh, Jeff, you want to get in a couple of calls here before uh, before, before we scoot to a break and, and get into uh, possibly a game. I may just skip the game recap tonight. I don't blame you. There wasn't a whole <laughs> lot of good. But, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's head out to Jersey and talk with Big Ron. Ron, what do you say? I th- I think just first of all, your unders are starting to turn the other way, so be careful. They may be at a tipping point here where the starting staff has given up a few runs as the offense starts putting up a couple as well. Yeah, well, you know, I'm um I'm I'm being a little nuanced about it. When Wood when Woodruff and uh There you go. Birds there you go. are on the mound. I'm doing the first five under you know, just the first five under, and then and then when Woodruff is on the mound, that's like eight and one or nine and one or something like that. Yeah, there you go. And so, what do you I'm think doing... of this trade here, Willie Willie Adamas now in a Brewers uniform as of I would think tomorrow? You know, honestly, that happened today. I was at work. I really haven't had a time to sit down and look at it, so I, I don't have an opinion at this point, but. Well, Ron, let me tell you, on the season he's yeah. batting a buck ninety-seven, so he fits in like a glove with Someone the Brewers' uh, clubhouse right now. That's a good point, Pipe Bomb. You know, I mean, there's something about cohesion and you know camaraderie. You know, we all want Come on. average. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> guys are killing me. <laughs> no, I mean seriously though, I. Uh, I'm well. Look, it's a Friday night. I'd, I'd make uh, beer count Kenny proud right now because I'm half in the tank. Oh, and, there you uh, go, Ron. I tell yeah. you what, I just I just grabbed a fresh thirty rack myself, and and looking forward to to getting at that thing sometime soon. Ron, I'm going to turn you loose here. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. That trade today. It's okay for me to have a a, a good problem. And that's a couple of good young shortstops. Well, good would be up to interpretation, I guess. But in their minds, a couple of good young shortstops in Urias and in this uh, uh, Willie Adamas. Now, the super utility role, maybe it's going to help Urias. You could say there's a trickle off here um, to Travis Shaw. Maybe Urias is going to play a little third base against lefties. And now you're going to mess with that. I mean, the, the, the whole thing seems to be connected. All of these things seem to be connected. But again, keep one thing in mind, and I don't know this. 
Orlando Arcia could have wanted out. Just keep that in mind. That, you know, I, it seemed to me that you could you could have bundled, you could have packaged along with an Orlando Arcia and did a bit a bit of a bigger deal than a couple of uh, couple of right-handed relievers. It just seems to me, and maybe he wanted out. They they moved quickly on it, and but but if that's not the case, then all of these things are connected, all the way until this afternoon when this trade went down. It's connected to Grisham, and I don't know if there's a saving face involved here. I you know I don't know. I'm not in David Stearns' head, but it it seems to me that he needs to. In his mind, needed to achieve a star-type player quickly to make up for that. Yeah, it just it just seems like that to me. Mike, you're next. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. What do you think of this trade? What was that guy's name? Ron. Yeah, yeah big, big Ron. Ron. Yeah. Yeah, I think him and Trav. I don't know if you're listening earlier. I think they started early. Um, <laughs> that is kind of like yeah. the fireworks. Did you catch that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the guy's leading off an inning. Here come the fireworks. I, I don't get it. Whoops. Tim, yeah. I love you, buddy. I know you got to keep, keep the company line, carry the water. This is going south in a hurry. As soon as they traded Arcia, it started going down. Now, here's a scenario. You got a two-run lead in the eighth or the seventh. They're struggling for run. That Firehausen's he's been a fireman. And I like what is it, Bodenhauser, Budin, Pettencourt? Boxberger. I like that guy too. Yeah, we gotta get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. you might have the seen Drew Rasmussen in this game today here. had they not traded him. You know? Yeah. And I mean David so you, uh, mm, David Stearns, uh mm, the guy's a tradeaholic. Just sit back for a little bit, dude. Well, I, I don't know right? if you guys consider it a panic move or not. Uh, I, I, I don't. I, I, can't I, I don't know. I used to love the guy. He's driving me nuts. Well, every time Trader I Dave. All right, on. thank, thank you, thank you, Mike. Oh, I got to scoot. Uh, Nate. Uh, yeah, you got it, Mike. Uh, Nate on the north side. You're next on the fan. Hey, Nate. Nate. Uh, yeah. How you doing, Tim? Um, I told I was on the rally show earlier, and I told when the trade came out, I told him I was going to talk to you about this. Um, I don't like it at all. Um, uh, when you have when you have two, I know Rasmussen had his little struggles um, earlier this year, um, as far as walking people and keeping people off the base paths. But I saw some I saw some that I liked it in him, and you give up two relievers from your bullpen, and what now we're stuck with uh, uh Limbloom as a as a as a resort uh if we need a, if we need an arm like no we're getting we're getting rid of all these other players why how is Limbo how does Limbloom still have a job because it's it's, it's yeah. like it's he, he he get paid for the other team every week every time he's on, on out on the mound he cannot he cannot save a run he cannot throw a, a no uh, he cannot uh not uh, give up runs every time he goes out there. It's just ridiculous. I know uh, Sparky. Uh, I know he. 
he he's been on the limbo, get rid of limbo uh, track for a while, and I'm on I'm on there right with him because I don't I don't understand how this man is still pitching. He yeah. had a nice nice year. Uh, what was that the year before last? Last year wasn't so bad, I don't think. But this year he can't. When is he ever not giving up a run? I just every time I every time I every time I go to the game and I see he's he pitching, I turn it right off because it's it's just it's ridiculous. He just gives up runs left and right. Homers. Now homers, I will tell you this, homers. Nate. That and I'll I'll keep you here to reply. I I will say this that just just on on the what is and and trying to trying to be positive about it. I believe we're gonna like Willie Adamas. I do, based on all the numbers that that I looked at here, and based on his age, his his controllability. There's talks of him being a, a real good clubhouse guy. There's just a very good defense. There's there's just a lot to like about him that will come out. So we will have that advantage for us. But I'm, you know, my only point here is, is, is this sort of making good to try and retrieve a star type player in which you you kind of screwed up and and move Grisham. Um. I, like I said, so I don't have no problem with with the player. I have no problem that they went out and got him. It's just what we gave up to get him is my problem. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe giving up one of those guys and somebody else, I would be be okay with. But you giving you giving up two reliable bullpen arms, and Winbloom still is still is in our bullpen, giving up runs. That's that's my only thing about it. In a two run game. Yeah. And I've seen, I've seen, I have seen over uh, all over Twitter. Carlos Gomez even likes to do. He's walking on, walking to the Super So I have no doubt that he's a good player. Um, I heard he's great defensively. Um, I have no problem with that. It's just we giving up, we're giving up the wrong people, and we're we're uh, we're we're not having the right arms in the bullpen. Lindblom does not need to be in the bullpen anymore. He doesn't need to be in the MLB anymore. I've I've seen enough of him. Like that, yep. that's that's one experiment that needs to go to go way on the top of the closet shelf and way in the back. Well, he came back to the states uh, after being KBO's MVP, and he he, he got about go, a nine ten million dollar deal. I don't I don't. He needs to go back there. <laughs> he just might. Here. All right, Nate. Thank thanks for the call. Wow. <laughs> Not a lot of positivity tonight, Timmy. No, well, you know, you get a team that's lost 13 of 17. Yeah, they're definitely again, they're in a rut for sure. It's it's at what point do you do things different? Now, I'm not, again, just get heat every time I say this. I'm not at the point yet. But it's closer and closer every day. It just seems like. Everything that can go wrong is going wrong. We got to find out about Colton Wong. How hurt is he? It didn't look good. We got to we got to make sure that Adrian Hauser gets his head on straight here. I mean, as as the fourth uh, the fourth man in the rotation, and then we got to look at this offense continually to find some offense, and maybe the trade will spark a little something. Oh, it's sparking a lot of something around the state with Brewer fans. I'll tell you that. <laughs> 414-799-1250. You guys are on on hold. I gotta. I haven't even taken a first break yet, guys. So I just 
indulge me this. I'm going to have to do this, and then we'll come back. I'll skip that recap. We'll hear some more uh, comments from David Stearns on the other side and get to your phone calls. Brewers make a trade today, moving two of their guns in that bullpen. Wow. Willie Adamas, uh, shortstop, now in a Brewers uniform. We'll be back. By the way, there was a game tonight. Game one in Cincinnati. They lose 9-4 the final. You're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove here on The Fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and smart home technology simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. You know, we're, we're acquiring a shortstop who has proven that he's one of the best defensive shortstops in baseball. Um, he's performed on big stages. He's he's gotten to a World Series and been a, a key part of a team um, that won a pennant a, a year ago. Um, he's also 25 years old um, and has, has a lot of growth, uh, we believe, um, left in there. And we're excited um, to add him um, to our infield mix. There he is, David Stearns. That's the play of the game today. It was the trade earlier this afternoon with ABC Audio Video, the play of the game, and the play of the day, the trade David Stearns pulled off earlier today. 414-799-1250. Brewers fall today, game one of the three-game set in Cincinnati, 9-4 the final. Hauser just... mm, going through a little bit of a funk himself. And uh, well, then you get Lynn Bloom. The, I, th- I think he's uh, in the situation where he's the bullpen white flag. 
I think that's what's going on with Josh Lindblom these days. So your thoughts on the trade, are these things all connected? I kind of think they are, but that's, that's just me. And and they're never going to admit that they were all connected. This is my thoughts on it. That, that was uh, looking more and more like a bad Trent Grisham deal. This one will like Willie Adamas based on everything that I know. Does it seem, however, that this organization right now is focused like way over to the defensive side of things? Now, I've heard of defensive runs saved. But, man, the way they talk about their defense, it's always nice to have good defense. But it seems like they think defense can win you games. Well, in a way it can, but a defense can't score. You do ultimately have to score <laughs> some some runs to win baseball games. All right, let's get to uh, back to you guys. Your thoughts on the trade today, 414-799-1250. Richard, there in Greenfield. What's on your mind, Rich? Hi, Tim. Um, this was an act of desperation on the part of Stearns. But it's not entirely his fault. You look at their farm system, it's one of the worst in the major leagues, according to experts, neutral observers. The position players in the minor league system are non-existent uh, for any immediate help. First and third base, there's nothing there. Even the outfield. Maybe here it comes back. I question that. Uh, he's, he's hitting a ton as far as uh, OPS in the minor leagues. But his strike crowd, he struck out now 11 times out of 31 at bats. Mm-hmm. Still at about AAA. 30%. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's even higher than that. Yep. And Adamas is a solid ball player. He's not a star. Uh, it, the problem is I ha- it's, it's, there's something flo- deeply flawed within the organization. You look at uh, Ray, the outfielder, Ursaig, uh, they're missing on, on, on their first-round draft choices. Tristan Lutz, uh, Bryce Terang, there still is hope for those guys. There, there is. They're down, but they're they're, they're not going to help this year. And Lindblom, no, and Lindblom they spent money on him, and he's so far been a flop. Uh, they had a they spent what nine million dollars on, on Bradley. Now Bradley is a good ball player; he's not hitting, and he came with a wrist injury. But they wouldn't have to do that if they didn't trade Grissom. You're absolutely right. It starts with the Grissom trade. But they also gave away Wade Davis for Eric Lauer, who's in the minor leagues. Exactly. He might Davis, someday yeah. be a, yep. a, a decent player, but right now he's he's flopped. When the opportunities presented to himself, he hasn't been good. Um, I I think uh, I, I'm very wor- worried. Because I don't, I lost uh, my faith in in Stearns, and in, in large part, do he doesn't have the the uh, information because he doesn't have the scouting system. I think it, it all comes back to the owner. The owner hasn't spent the money, uh, and uh, I thought uh, he who was a previous general manager. And this is Melvin. A, Melvin. He hurt Melvin because Melvin couldn't develop pitching. And large part of that was focusing on scouts. Uh, I'm afraid we're going to have a very long, dark winter where we're going to go four or five years, uh, maybe longer. Maybe become like the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, I I just very. I don't see it, Richard. I I don't see Uh, it. I hope I I hope you're right, Tim. I hope I hope I'm completely wrong. But I this is how I feel at this moment. 
I, I thought no, I what they gave up for Adamas over the history, going back to Grisham, Arcia, what they got in return, Davis. It's just all the lineage of those players lost. Well, where was, this, where, where was this, Richard? And, and, and I appreciate the call and, every, and everything you said. I appreciate that. Where was this Willie Adamas deal when you said, we're moving Arcia, the job is yours, Luis. The job is yours. No pressure on you. Now you can relax and play baseball. No one's breathing down your neck. But yet then they said, Willie Adamas, we, we've been in conversation about Willie Adamas for a while now. So I, you know, again, I, I, I just think that, that they're all interconnected. All of these. And is it compounded or is it the solution? Is it the compound, uh, compounding continuing? Or is it the solution and end of where it started. So that's that's what you have to think about. Here's more from David Stearns on Adamas. We've been talking with Tampa about Willie for, for months, really, and, and it just got going again over the past week, and we were able to, to get a deal done, get a deal done this morning. Hmm. That's, uh, that's just wild stuff. And, and is he done? Now you have to think he's done. They've lost 13 of 17. They pull the plug on Orius. We, we have to watch, starting Monday, Trent Grisham in a four-game set right in our backyard. Um, you know, Adamus is going to be a guy that we're going to like. I'm pretty convinced of that. But, again, our last caller, Richard, and he's been calling for years and bringing up amazing points over the years. I, I wouldn't agree with this four or five year doom and gloom. I just, I just don't think that uh, that's a Stearns Adonacio council kind of deal. No, that, not that, with Woody not and Burns and right. Yelich. There's no chance. But what you're doing is since the farm system is depleted for the help coming soon. And it is on the position player side of things. There's really no one that you can just bring up outside of Keston but bring up and just make and have an impact. So what they're doing to bridge the gap to the position player group that will be ready, that does have some projections that are a little bit higher than, than in the past, they've got to get there first with the position players. And that's this trade today. That's the Adamas trade. That's a Jackie Bradley Jr. sign. That's an Avi Garcia sign. That's a Colton Wong sign. All of the, maybe not all of them, but a chunk of those moves are made to bridge the gap to get your to get your prospect position player group up here and a little experience. It's not just getting them here; it's getting them here and then getting the experience to be productive and stars. So, I think in that regard, it's a brilliant way to get this done, isn't it? That's the way you do it. You, you await the next group that come in together with supplemental talent here. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm not saying Omar Narvaez is a supplemental talent to wait for Mario Feliciano. It's saying sometimes you hit and you say, whoa, okay, he was supposed to bridge the gap to Mario Feliciano at catcher, but hell, he's pretty damn good. 
I think we ought to sign him for four years. We'll put Mario on the back burner for now. So you do run into those things as well. But that the whole doom and gloom, four to five years, I, I just, I, I don't see that. I, I don't see it under Council, under Stearns, or, or Adonacio. Uh, 414-799-1250. We, we mentioned Drew Rasmussen and J.P. FireEyes, and David Stearns had something to say about those two guys, uh, you know, exiting. And, you know, again, I, I believe that uh, Drew Rasmussen's ceiling was, was infinite. I, we didn't know. You, you don't know where to because, – because you, you looked at Corbin Burns last year, the year before last. In 2019, and you thought, man, ship has sailed. Didn't happen. Not going to happen. But here we go. Look at Corbin Burns. I think Drew Rasmussen was on that path. I really do. I think everything was there except the experience. And so, uh, Stearns, if you're on hold, 414-799-1250, we'll get to you. Uh, Stearns did talk about uh, Drew Rasmussen and J.P. Fireisen. And clearly we're, we're giving up two um, pieces who have contributed a great deal to our club this year. Um, JP really uh, worked incredibly hard over the last 12, 18 months uh, to get to the point now where, where he's performed as one of the better relievers uh, through the first six weeks of the season. Um, we give him a tremendous amount of credit um, and, and it would not surprise us at all uh, if his, if his level of production um, continues and, like Drew, Drew is someone who, who really worked incredibly hard throughout his entire time in our, in our organization, um, rehabbing, uh, progressing very quickly to the major league level, uh, and, and now um, having some success at the major league level, um, uh, pitching in, in increasingly important moments in games for us. So um, we're, we're pleased with the trade uh, and certainly wish both JP and Drew well. Um, and, and I know they're both going to enjoy some success with Tampa. Yeah, and and they probably will. And and the other thing on JP Fireisen, you guys know how I feel about Rasmussen, but Fireisen, knock on that kid. Um, but it's sort of a just pop out of nowhere situation for JP Fireisen. I, I would have to see some uh, some some length there in terms of the window of time he just came out of nowhere and was dominating i, I don't know if that was him 414-799-1250 todd you're on the fan howdy boys uh god bless the pipe bomb tonight boys because i'm sure he's uh he's getting an earful from uh all of us guys out here so thanks pipe bomb for hearing <laughs> all our stuff Man, I'll tell you what, uh, I think Stearns is full. I'm going to buck up against you, Timmy. I don't normally do that, but I think he's full of it. Um, he just said, uh, and as far as your, uh, your your compounded, this interest in compounded hourly, it's getting out of hand. Um, uh, you know, Stearns just said, oh, you know, we need a, a, a defensive. He's one of the best defensive shortstops. You just got rid of one of the best defensive shortstops, but Orlando RC. <laughs> He's gone. So what he just said is a crock, you know, and, and I think uh, uh, I think he's kind of full of himself and he, he, he's getting high on his own supply. And, and meaning that is he's getting high off of us fans and we're getting burned. Well, the wolf's coming to the door now. And what's he going to do? Go rob money out of his grandma's purse? Maybe we should have a intervention on that guy. I'm just kidding. 
I'm sorry, but I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm not giving up, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very upset at this decision. Yeah, and it almost is like he is focused more on defense. It, it doesn't it seem that way to you, Jeff. Thanks for the call, Todd. Doesn't it seem that way to you, Pipe Bomb? That it's almost like they want pitching and defense first, and and then their deficiency is offense right now. Yeah, yeah. You just traded away two good relievers out of a bullpen that struggled the you know the last week or ten days or so. But besides that, they've been lights out all year long. And you just trade, you know, two really good relievers for a a guy, a shortstop who, you know, he can be great, uh, but he's he's hitting one ninety seven this year. And he's great. not the solution. No, right. no, no, he's not. He's, if if you were able to pick up a guy, you know, like a third baseman who's hitting two eighty six, two ninety five, you know, something like that. Heaven forbid he reaches the three hundreds. That I could understand more than than a shortstop who plays good D. The solution offensively, he's going to help. I I agree with that in in terms of you know down the line a little bit. The solution to this offense this year isn't Willie Adamas. That's that's not your solution to the offense. Solution to the offense is better hitting from Lorenzo Cain. Better hitting from Travis Shaw. Better hitting from Christian Yelich. There's not much I can complain about Colton Wong. That dude's a D-in-the-dirt baseball player. Did you see his at-bats tonight? Yeah. Fouling off and fighting and kicking and scratching and battling every at-bat, let alone his defensive skills and his base running skills. But you need better hitting from Daniel Vogel back. Are you kidding me? That's the reason you're on this baseball team. And you got to run around at, at 482 pounds with infield singles? <laughs> kidding. Well, well, he did have one tonight. He did. He did. <laughs> yes, but, yes, he you did. You know, when, when your most dependable hitter is your leadoff guy and, you know, in the middle of the order, it's just strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. It's brutal. Well, welcome back, Christian. You're now 0 for back. 0 for uh, coming back. I think 0 for 10, or is it 0 for 11? It might be 0 for 11. Boy, it sure reminds me of uh, 1 for 27 with 12 strikeouts, doesn't it? Hey. And that was the way he started last season. Mm-hmm. Um, let's uh, – it's just it, – when it rains, it pours. It, it, it all comes out. Uh, 13 of 17, the Brewers have lost. Now, maybe this sparks them a little bit. They do need to turn things around. As I open the show with, Thirteen, losing 13 of 17 is never good. It's not a good thing. But it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the season. The season isn't done now. No one's done. But what it is, is you can't do it again. You don't get a mulligan now. Look what the Dodgers went through. Look what the Padres went through. All of look what the Cubs went through. Look what the Reds went. All of them. But they didn't do it twice. Now you can't do it again. You can't haul off and lose 13 to 17 again. Or not anytime soon. Let's let's put it at least at that. You do that back to back. You do 
you know, you, you level off for a little bit, say in the next, uh, oh, 18 games, you're, you know, right around 500. Well, that's still looming. You can't haul off and lose 13 to 17 again. Uh, let's get one more in here, Bill. Bill, you're on the fan. We're going to hear from Craig Council coming up as well. What's on your mind? Oh, I'm just disgusted with Stearns, and I'll tell you why. A couple of years ago, they've been drafting and using high draft picks for middle infielders and center fielders because it was his opinion that those were the best athletes, best athletes on the field. Mm-hmm. So what is he going out and picking up in free agency? Middle infielders and center fielders. It's just too disjoint to make me feel comfortable. I still trust him, Bill. All right, thanks for the call. I I totally trust David Stearns. Is he going to hit on everyone? Nope. Is, am I going to agree with on every uh, with him on every trade he makes? Nope. Not happening. Nor I don't expect you guys to either. You can disagree with him. That's cool. All I know is the track record and result. He's putting him in a good position. This organization is in decent shape. Better shape because of him. Put it that way. Not yet, guys. Don't pull the trigger on that. 414-799-1250. Brewers make a trade today. They acquire a shortstop. And uh, in the meantime, they lose 9-4. We're going to have to get to Craig Council up next. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove after a 9-4 loss. Game one of a three-game set. We'll be right back. 12.50 a.m. The Fan and Odyssey Station. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Brewers, they fall today 9-4, and they uh, lose game one of this three-game set. We'll get to Craig Council and the scoop from the skipper today in just a couple of minutes with Schulze Family Beef. And I will uh, say this, that the trade today kind of out-trumps the actual game, so we'll, we'll focus on that just a little bit as um, you know, they trade uh, for a shortstop. And <laughs> you may be confused with this because they just traded away one, they just they gave a vote of confidence to the other one, uh, Luis Urias, and then they trade for one, and then, wow, okay. So it's a little bit uh, convoluted here. Uh, that bullpen... Uh, seemingly lights out this year. Yeah, a few bumps in the road. Every bullpen has that. But, you know, a couple of uh, couple of arms moved out of that bullpen today in Drew Rasmussen and J.P. Fireising. Get to counts in just a second, 414-799-1250. Uh, Brian, uh, you're next here mm-hmm. on The Fan. What's going on, Brian? Hey, hey Tim. Uh, boy, I listened to a lot of your callers tonight, and I could definitely understand the frustration is in 13 out of the last 17, and then obviously, uh, you know, but one of the things I think we all need to understand is the makeup of a roster. And I think 
you know, it's easy to look back at past trades and say, well, why did you make that trade? Why did you trade Grisham? Why did you do this? Why did you do that? Well, I've got news for people. A few years back, Grisham, basically in 2019, he was a 231 hitter. In 2020, he was a 251 hitter. Lifetime, lifetime 258. And this year, he's hitting 301. I get it. I get it. Okay, but I think when you look, when you when you think back of that trade. And I'm, I'm kind of, I'm just kind of sick of listening to Grisham because ultimately, when we traded Davies, I mean, I was glad to see Davies go, even though he he had a decent ERA when he was with us. I knew he was a, he was a soft thrower, and that was going to be a, that was just a, that wasn't going to continue. But I think it's easy to look at trades and say, well, why do we trade certain guys? You know, like Aguilar. When we traded Aguilar, he was everybody wanted him gone because he wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. You know, and. And I'm, I'm I'm excited for William Adams. I really am. I like like you, Tim. I, I think he's going to be helpful. I think I think I think some of these guys, like you mentioned, the Yelich, the the Wong, the JBJs, you know, some of these guys that came. Obviously, they need to step up. No doubt about it. But to say we're in the tank because we're we're going to be the Pittsburgh Pirates. Well, I got news for people. You know, we have three three top studs in our rotation. We still got two great relievers at the back end of our rotation. I think we need to just we just I understand the frustration. I'm frustrated too, but let's just hang in there. I agree. And uh, talk talk to me again the first week of June, and and we'll see. Uh, thank thanks for the call, Brian. I I, I again I know that um, we've been starving for some prospects for a while, and so you get uh, you know the fifth overall in Corey Ray, and there's there's hope and. You know, Lucas Urseg was mentioned. He was a high draft pick. Heck, that didn't work out with the position player side of things. He's going to be a pitcher. <laughs> I mean, that's one of your guys you, you wanted at, at, at the corner uh, at the big league level. And you get Keston, the ninth overall, I believe. And then he pays off a little bit. So, you know, you're going to be having hit and misses. Every team does in the draft. But I think until you get the right combination, the right grouping, if you will, if you will, that that sort of crescendo at the same time, that's that's about where you want to be, and that group is together. They're just uh, they're just a little young now. So in the meantime, what do you do? And I've made this point many times this year. Any given lineup here for the Brewers on the position player side of things. Any given lineup, all eight hitters came from outside this organization. Why is that? Because it's out of necessity. You're right. One of our callers said, hey, the, the, the scouting department, the drafting has not been good. Okay, you're right. So in the meantime, what do you do? Do you just sit back and wait for these players? No, you make do. You're given a budget, and you, you sign an Omar Narvaez, you sign an Avi Garcia, you sign a Colton Wong, that's what you do in the meantime while you're waiting for your young studs, hopefully, to group together and come up together. The Trent Grissom thing is going to bother us for a while. Make no mistake about it. It looks like he's well on his way to being a star player in Major League Baseball. I don't know if I can say superstar, but I can say star with sort of a chippy kind of swag to him, too. <laughs> and sometimes that can help. And, uh, yeah, it's just – and you you get a good look at him starting Monday at American Family Field, four-game set against the Padres. 414-799-1250. Want to get one more in here? Um, 
Yeah. Pipe bomb. Yeah, let's head out to uh, Oak Creek and say hello to Mr. John. Hello, hey, John. Fellas. Good evening. Yeah, I tell you that, but hearing about that trade, I was no fan of that trade at all. Uh, I mean, to give up a part of your uh, your strength of your team, which was your relief pitching, to give up that JP pitcher and that Rasmus, and that, that seemed like a big mistake for a um, a shortstop. When we had this uh, shortstop, we just needed to ride it out with them for a while. But yeah, that was the one part of the of the bullpen that I really liked was the fact that it was strong, and I and then it just weakened it. Didn't make any sense to me. What I would have also, I didn't like the Trent Grisham trade either, just like what you were talking about. I don't know who we got in return for him, but yeah, I, I wanted to keep Grisham, and that was a mistake. And then what I was saying is, why not just bring up uh, one of your guys from the uh, minor leagues, you know, like Garrett Mitchell from um, who uh, first round pick last year from UCLA. I mean, mm-hmm. when we brought when we drafted Ryan Braun, we brought him up right away. Um, his minor leagues were like playing in college. And, you know, why not bring up Bryce Terrain, you know, as opposed to trading for a shortstop? Um, I don't get that. You know, why not bring up these guys um, sooner rather than later and then utilize what – and see what they can do in the major leagues? I get it, and you're not alone in that sentiment. And a lot of people – thanks for the call, John. It's a great point. However, you, you are uh, dealing with – manipulation of service time and that can be a little tricky because you know again are they going to pay off now while you're in in a position to make the playoffs again and you're honing young talent some would say yes others would say like you john hey Maybe you bring them up and they never look back and they're star players and they just keep getting better and then, and then they're superstars by the time you're really ready to lay, lay, lay the lumber. Well, I, chances are most of these guys don't hit the ground running. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I, I think that's fair to say. It is. I think John made a good point. My thing would be, you know, this team is struggling mightily for offense. Keston Hero, yes, he's striking out 30% of the time still down in the minors, but he's mashing the ball when he can actually make contact. And why did Keston Hero get sent down? I know he was scuffling like crazy up here to start the season, but everybody else on your roster sucks. And so Keston is down in the minors doing what he's supposed to do and hitting the ball Bring him back up here and get somebody to yell, you know, somebody else in this lineup to hell out and see if they can get it together down there. Why I don't understand why Keston's being penalized and all the other crappy hitters on the bench are still sitting there enjoying the big leagues. Couldn't agree with you more. Keston here should be on this team right now. He never should have been sent down. Preach. He may have been sent down later. I'm just saying at that time, he shouldn't have been sent down. Certainly shouldn't be down now. Now with the with the state of this offense, the way it is now, has nothing to do with how he's doing in, in the minor leagues. You ride him out. The service clock is already taken on him. Mm-hmm. So that that's not an issue. But my goodness, all these horrible on-base percentages and batting averages, not only with this team but around baseball, and he's the one that pays the price for this. 
and Daniel Robertson has a roster spot. <laughs> you 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 explain that one to me. I can't. No. I don't think anybody uh, can. Before we get to council, David Stearns did mention um, that some folks are probably curious how they're going to utilize Luis Urias and whether or not he's, you know, I think at some point he's got a trip to the minor leagues coming soon. Uh, maybe he has a flight to Nashville coming soon. But for now, uh, David Stearns earlier today said they were going to utilize him this way. I think Luis can still and will still play a very valuable um, role on our this year and, and in the future. One of the things we liked about Luis um, when we acquired him uh, was his p- ability to play all over the infield, played multiple positions. Um, and I think that's in the near term, how we're going to deploy him um, where he'll have the ability to play uh, multiple positions um, with the right matchups and, and serve really as that super utility guy um, around, around the infield. Yeah, Travis Shaw, I'd be very leery of a left-hander starting against the Milwaukee Brewers. That, that's what I would say right there. Uh, although you could move Travis over to first and, and Urias could play a little third base. So you, there are some you know, different combinations you can go with. Wow. So, uh, again, Willie Adamas, I think we're going to like. I, I do. Is he going to fix what ails the Brewers losing 13 of 17? No, it's not going to. It's not going to land on him. It's going to land on guys like Christian Yelich and Lorenzo Cain and Colton Wong and Omar Narvaez and Avi Garcia and Travis Shaw. Those guys collectively start hitting the baseball. You need to score more runs because here's what's happening. And we warned you of this. The pitching is going to let up at some point. They won't let up a ton. They're going to let up a little. They cannot conceivably do what they've been doing for a month and a half, month and almost two months. They just can't do it. No team is going to do that. So when they let up a little bit, would be nice for the offense to kind of ride, uh, you know, to, to ride on that offense a little bit to pick the pitchers up. So we're, we're at a, a little bit of a tipping point here where the offense is going to have to pick it up and and the pitchers are going to have to bear down a little bit. And and now the bullpen in a little bit of flux. Um, I haven't really focused on the bullpen and how they will utilize what's going on in in that back end of that bullpen. The middle is is sort of taken care of, but it's that back end. Boxberger, does he have have a bigger role? Does Angel Perdomo have a bigger role here? Is, Is that where we're at here? Does Josh Lindblom, is he the, the the white flag out there in that bullpen? It appears to me. Brent Suter, does he find himself in a one-run game more often than he has been? Well, Tim, Maybe. Tim, all very good questions. Why don't we ask that to David? Let's do that. Let's see how he's going to – what what his thoughts are on that bullpen now that the changes are here. Yeah, those guys um... – had consumed some important innings for us, had pitched well for us uh, at the front end of this, of this season. Um, you know, we, we are adding uh, Trevor Richards, who we think will slot in um, and be able to take some of those innings. We're also, um, at least in the near term, going to be asking more of, of some of the guys who are here, guys like Brad Boxberger, who's performed very well, um, Brent Suter, uh, who has had periods of dominance over the last couple of years, Eric Yardley, um, when he's able to come back. So, uh, this this takes two arms out of our bullpen, two guys who 
um, we've relied upon during the first part of this season. And so we, we will have to have other guys step up. The bullpen is still strong. I do I do believe it's a plus bullpen, despite being without J.P. Fireisen and, and Drew Rasmussen. I, I definitely believe that. But, you know, again, for how long? And if there's a little bump in the road, we'll see. All right, now let's get to uh, Craig Council. There was a baseball game tonight. It wasn't a good one. It was a 9-4 loss. Uh, Jesse Winker has something something wild going on with Adrian Hauser. And if I'm Hauser, ain't no way I'm pitching to that dude again this year. I'm being very careful, if not putting him on. Uh, you know, pitch around him a little bit. Eight for 13, lifetime against Hauser. Eight for 13, five home runs. <laughs> I mean, that's, those are crazy numbers. All right. And uh, Hauser needs to just bounce back and, and the offense, yeah, well, do, uh, well documented that they need to pick things up. Well, let's get to Craig Council as he spoke shortly after the game. Craig, what are some of the common threads for you in Adrian's recent outings where he just hasn't been getting deeper into the games like he was early? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's, it's, there's small things. It's just, um, you know, some of the misses are, have just been a little bit bigger, um, kind of had in the count a lot, had in the count a little bit more. Um, I think the slider just hasn't gotten quite as crisp as, as we saw it in a couple, couple outings. Um, you know, um, those, those, that's kind of what I'd point to a little bit. You know, he just, he just made some, he just, through some bad pitches today, you know, and they got, they got, he got hurt with them, you know, and he got hurt for damage with them. So, um, you know, that Winker's uh, locked in and he's dangerous. He's just having a nice season. Um, and, you know, he's going sinker away and he kind of yanks it back over the middle of the plate. And that's, that's a, that's a damage area. Did you feel a little bit better with the, the offensive performance today? I mean, you had guys on, you know, that, that inning for the end of the game has little production. Yeah, we, I mean, we, you know, we did, we had a nice inning off Hoffman in the second. We just, you know, kind of got, you know, unfortunately got the nine hole up and, and um, we had, we had some really good at bats to put some pressure on him and, and have a lot of pitches. Um, you know, we just, we didn't get the big hit there. Um, you know, leading off the third, we got the first guy on and, that you know, the middle lineup up. That was an inning we just we missed to me an opportunity to kind of get him out of the game, really. Um, and um, and then he settled in a little bit, um, put it together a nice nice inning against their, some of their bullpen, good bullpen guy, good bullpen guy. And but um, you know we we dug ourselves a pretty big hole that being down six one. Is is Pullman okay? Yeah, I mean he's just he's just sore. He got hit right in the right in the, the right elbow and he was just sore. I mean, I don't, didn't know if he was going to be able to throw and um, so just precautionary. He's okay. X-rays were negative. Craig, he also took that foul ball and was getting a look. Uh, is that yeah, okay? It probably okay. The, his, his leg was all right. Uh, his elbow was a little more, uh, was, was worse, I guess. Craig, uh, he has a pretty great outfield uh, defense part of the season but that catch from low that's about as good as it gets isn't it yeah i mean that that was an incredible play um i mean just full speed fully outstretched um it was it was it was amazing i mean hit 
One, I mean, one of his favorite catches he made here in Cincinnati when he was a rookie. Um, it's always been one of my favorites, but that one, uh, that was just a, a, just a, you know, an example of just a great center fielder all out taking a perfect route and, and um, you know, make, making just a heck of a play. You obviously were a little bit shorthanded in the bullpen tonight. Did you like what you got out of Perdomo? Yeah, I mean, he didn't. He made to make some big pitches. You know, he got himself in a little bit of trouble with the walks in Aquin, um, but and, and the three zero count right away. But he he got himself out of that with with limiting the damage, and um, and then he had, and he made, made some big pitches in the next inning. And as he was kind of, you know, that's his first kind of long. I think that's might be his first two inning stint this year. Um, Maybe maybe you had one other, but um, that was good. I mean, I thought he he made some pitches and some spots, and um, I, it was an encouraging outing. I mean, it's it's the strikes with 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 Angel, um, you know, aggressive in the strike zone, and he made some big pitches. Craig, that spot with Josh is that an example of what you said before the game about how you may need some guys to, you know, sort of step up to fill in for for those two. Yeah, losses? I mean, look, I mean, you know. Um, you know, and it's a, it's a losing game and, um, I, I didn't want to use those other guys tonight. I, I didn't think it made sense. And so it's, it was Josh's job tonight to, to, to put up zeros and, you know, he got off to a good start with some a good defensive play and then getting Nake one and then just couldn't not finish in that inning, I think was the inning he, you know, he had, he, he's got two outs, he's got two strikes on Suarez and just, you know, he couldn't put Suarez away to me. Ultimately was, was the, uh, you know, he's ahead in the count on him and just, just couldn't put him away. And then they, they just they kind of wore him down with uh, with some good at bats. I don't know if you even know this yet, but it, does it look like you'll have the two new guys tomorrow in time, or, or is that yeah yeah they're 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 scheduled. You know, we need some on time flights, but they're scheduled to be here on. Um, you know, should get here uh, early afternoon. All right, and we'll see if uh, Willie Adamas is in the lineup tomorrow. Uh, we're going to hear from Adrian Hauser tonight's starter. Four-plus innings of work, a rough one, six hits, five earned runs, four walks to go along with those six hits, three strikeouts, and it was not a good performance. And, you know, is four runs good enough to win a baseball game? Well, earlier this year, and, and in most cases, uh, when Woody Burns, Hauser, and Peralta doing their thing, yeah, it, it would have been. Not tonight. And some more deep fly balls. I don't know if you've noticed that, too. Again, theirs go out, and uh, the deep fly balls, just warning track power. And, and it, it will bust out of this offensively. I'm still sticking to it. I know it sounds weird. Jackie Bradley Jr. is not going to go two for his uh, next 43 again. At least we hope not, right? Hope not. Uh, batting averages are going to slowly start to climb. Mm, I think it's, I think it's probably fair to say, above two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys, get the bats rolling here. And at some point, Craig Council and good managers do this. Uh, they're they're going to shift on the fly. He said he didn't want to go with his guys. We know who we're talking about. Boxberger at this point. Boxberger Williams. Uh, Suter and, and uh, J- uh, Josh Hader. Okay, so there's there's your four guys in that back end of that bullpen. You don't want to go with the guys and hold it right there at, at a two-run deficit. I think if this continues, he will go to those guys with a two-run deficit. 
Those are the gambles you're going to have to start making if things don't turn around just a little bit. All right, up next, uh, we will hear from uh, Adrian Hauser and maybe a couple of comments from Luis Urias as well. But uh, trade day today, another trade involving a shortstop. A month or so ago, outbound shortstop. Today, inbound shortstop. And uh, we'll hear from Luis Urias, who's kind of the – the, the, the player that's in flux here, you super utility man is Luis Urias. Maybe it'll help. I mean, it could. And, and maybe we'll all say, man, those guys, that's why they get paid the amount they're paid, both uh, Council and Stearns. 414-799-1250 if you want to jump in here. Little time left for you. As uh, the Brewers did lose the ball game tonight, 9-4, the final two games under 500. they They've lost 13 of 17 in this run they're gonna have to turn things around pella windows and doors of wisconsin post game show driven by the legendary great lakes dragway in union grove here on the fan when it comes to air quality the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air but the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air especially our indoor air is really darn important in 30 minutes puro air will remove allergens dust smoke and gases from your room it uses a stronger type of filter called hepa 14 and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level check out everything puro air has to offer at get puro air.com that's g-e-t-p-u-r-o-a-i-r.com after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward medella is the mark of a fighter you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight the better the reward you put in the hours the energy the tough labor you are a fighter medella is your reward Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. final, and the Brewers make a trade. Fire Eisen and Rasmussen out. That just sounds weird that uh, those were two guys that I thought were going to play big, big roles in this uh, 2021 championship season. And they're gone. It's just a little weird, but change, change, change in the air today as uh, David Stearns pulls off another trade, acquiring a reliever as well as uh, here's the really the um, the main the main guy in this trade is you know on the surface Willie Adamas, but I believe potentially the main guy in this trade is Drew Rasmussen. We'll we'll find out. That's going to take a little time. But this is a guy that I thought was on the path of Woodruff and Burns. I did. Work him, uh, work him through the bullpen to get to the starting rotation. Not happening in a Brewer's uniform. Uh, Adrian Hauser did the same thing. He worked through the bullpen to get to the rotation. And really, after you know a couple of bad outings here, 
I think he's had a little bit of a tipping point also. You don't want it to go south like it did last year for him. Looked like he was on the right track through five or six starts with a three-and-a-half ERA and holding you know, pretty firm there. But now it's starting to go the other direction. Mm, we're going to have to uh, really keep an eye on his next start uh, for sure. Big Ron, I, I hardly ever do this, but I'm going to put you back on the air. <laughs> it sounds like you're having a fun night. Well, you know, my I, Tim, my feelings were hurt. You know, you I told you I had a few you know, drinks, and you, you kind of cut me off the air, you know. No, I, and, I think uh, you're adult and, and responsible enough to maintain. I, I am. I, I'm, I'm drinking at home. I'm not driving. There, there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, you know, my bets have been coming through. You know, I've been betting the Brewer team total under, and I bet that tonight, and it was four and a half, and they scored four runs, so I won. And then when they put Lindblom in there, I made a live bet that he was going to give up some more runs, and that's all on my Twitter account, uh, at Drunk D. Stearns. Um, And you can see that there. But really... um, what I wanted to talk about is just I really feel that the lack of hitting in the Brewers is systemic, and it does come down to coaching. I really feel that Andy Haynes needs to go, and I feel that there are a lot of reasons for him to need to go. I feel like, you know, his scouting reports, his side adjustments, his swing alignment his in-game adjustments, his plate discipline, his mechanics, his flaw identification, the psychology he's using with the guys, you know, um, all of it, it really, it does really play, you know, a key. And there's a reason why we're last in the league in batting average and like leading the league in strikeouts, you know, for Two seasons now. You, yeah, you would think now. You would think there's something there. You would when their collective uh, batting average is what it is. When their collective strikeouts is what it is. When they are, it's, uh, there's been more missed fastballs. I I think this year for a Brewers offense than I've seen in the past five years. Yeah, I mean, it's Tim, it's the approach. It's the discipline. It's the approach. You know, um, any, I loved Orlando Arcia. He had a clutch gene formed in the playoffs. But he had the worst play discipline ever, okay? And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm telling you that um, there's got to be some coach in the minor leagues, that's an upper-comer, you know, that's got his team on fire. That's been I doing just don't it think a there's years. a magic potion here. I, you know? Ron, I don't think there's a, there's a magic wand you can wave here. I, I just don't. I, 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 don't I, I know that futility is, is, is a tough pill to swallow, but I, I can't control Travis Shaw when he's looking for a fastball and gets it and swings – and swings right through it. 
gets it in the zone, in a wheelhouse. I don't know on a particular at-bat if he's looking for something else. I'm just telling you that I've seen more of that this year than in most years. So is, is that on the player? Is that on the plan? I know to strike out, you got to have deeper counts. I, do, I have noticed this. Compared to the competition, there are more swings on the first two pitches for the opposition than they are for the Brewers' offense. That I can tell you. And that's just the open eye test. That's just the eye test saying, God, God why don't you just ambush this guy? Everyone go up, go up hacking here. So are you saying that it's more on David Stearns, the GM, and it's the personnel, and we just don't have the personnel to match up? Is that what you're saying? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Maybe his, his analytical deep dive into the numbers has maybe gotten, gotten him into a little bit of a bind here. And, you know, the JBJ thing, I'm still scratching my head on that signing. I scratched my head when they signed him, and I'm still scratching my head after I'm seeing lack of production here. They didn't need him. That's $12 million. They are spending on JBJ for a 239 lifetime hitter. Tim, do you remember... I don't know if you remember. I called into the Tim and Rami show before the start of the season when they when they signed JBJ, and we both agreed that it was a waste of a signing. And I said that that Turner Justin Turner signed for 19 million. We should have signed him for an extra five million, blew him out of the water, paid double what we paid JBJ, and we would have got someone that hits for average, hits for power, and hits for clutch and jbj does none of the above (laughs) he just plays a nice defense i'll give him that well stearns may be going overload on on the defensive uh run run prevention uh side of things all right we got to get to adrian hauser always a pleasure man we we need to bring that up yeah ron brings up a good point more on the hitters or the hitting coach well, more on the hitters or more on the personnel put together and assembled by David Stearns. You know, it's definitely a combo, but you know, like he was talking about with the plate discipline for Orlando Arcia and everybody's waxing poetic tonight about how much they miss him and how they didn't want him out of town. He wasn't very good. Uh, you know, yeah, he came up with some clutch hits, but if you look at, you know, Overall average, he was making a ton of errors and all that kind of stuff. No plate discipline. Before him, you know, it was uh, Gomez and, uh, you know, it was, it was the same thing. So it seems like they've got to have one just free swinger, <laughs> you know, at, on the team at all times that'll swing at just the most ridiculous stuff and, and make himself look foolish. You guys know this in listening to this show. I've always wondered, why the why does Orlando Arcia get the heat here? He's not the three or four hitter. He's not your leadoff hitter. He's not your two hitter. He's a seven, eight hitter. What do you want out of that guy? Now, I will say the defensive metrics on the numbers didn't paint the right picture for Orlando Arcia. You had to watch the games. That I will say. The, the, the numbers say that, well, he wasn't all that good. Yeah, he was pretty good. 
Guys, he was pretty good defensively. I don't care what the numbers say. We've watched him for how many years now? And, and they've been pretty good. Now he's, he's, he's you know, uh, hit, a, hit a road bump, um, you know, on some of, the, some of the conventional plays. Just normal play. Just the regular ground ball gets a little too, uh, too amped up or ramped up or whatever. But, man, he was a, a, kind of a flashy shortstop, a clubhouse guy. But, again, what did you want out of him? You did, did, did you want Tatis? Okay, then you didn't get that, so you trade him. Fine. If that's your comparison, I get it. That, that wasn't my comparison. I've just always wondered why the Heat. And only 26 years old, finally. And it's not like this guy was approaching 31 years old. Some, some are late bloomers in terms of the bat. And he was slowly getting better with that bat. He was. He, he was. He was going, going the opposite way. And uh, this offense, it's, it's, a tough, uh, it's a tough debate. It's a tough debate. Is it personnel? Is it individual in the box? That's the accountability. That's where I'm leaning. I'm not leaning uh, where they're at in the lineup. That's the problem. I'm not leaning toward the collective personnel assembled. That is not, to me, the main problem. It's not the hitting coach or the assistant crews. That's not the main problem in my book. Main problem is personal accountability. It is. I, they can't, nobody can help Travis Shaw in the box or JBJ or Lorenzo Kane. No, one, no one's going to go out there and, and wipe their butt and, and do things for him. Here's your binky, and now you're all tuckled in, and now you can sleep good. No one's going to do that to these guys. That has to be them in the box, the ultimate one-on-one. That's all on you. I mean, I guess you could adjust it a little bit in terms of making them lay down a bunt or, you know, a team at bat. You got to take a strike before you start your at bat, things like that. Well, you know, Tim, I've said it before. The power positions on the infield tonight, you had Vogelbach and Shaw, right? Vogelbach is hitting a whopping 208 and Shaw 209. That's first base and third base where you should be getting the power out of your infield positions, and they're barely, both of them, are just a couple numbers over the Mendoza line. It's brutal. We may have upwards of four or five starters that are hitting under 200. And not just, this is like on a regular basis. If this continues to fall, you're right. They're you know they're at that danger level, where they they might just drop below. Man, it's just it's frustrating with this offense. Maybe Adamas helps. Well, I know he'll he'll help. Uh, Urias wasn't hitting for that well of an average, but he was drawing walks. <laughs> at some point, you're going to have to hit for batting averages. I'm I didn't make up that rule. <laughs> I didn't make up a 190 batting average. I didn't make up a 167 batting average. That those You made that up. But I do know one thing. You're going to have to start hitting the baseball. It was painful for Council. He didn't want to say it. He didn't want to say it tonight. You heard him. He did not want to say the mere fact, and it pains him too. He doesn't get a three-run bomb from Moustakis. He doesn't get a two-run shot from Grandal. 
he doesn't get the cycle, single, double, triple, homer from Christian Yelich. He doesn't get a two-run double from Lorenzo Cain. It pains him because it doesn't fall into line with holding back and waiting for the grand slam. If you don't get those big hits, how else do you score runs, Craig? That's all I got to know. When do you adjust? Because it's pretty clear to me this is not a home run hitting team. (laughs) So that is a really big tipping point for Craig Council. How does he adjust when he knows full well he doesn't get what I just said? Now do you sit back and have the smile and have your – I like the arms crossed. The the psychologist would say you cross your arms, you're defensive. Well, he does that quite a bit, doesn't he? Yes, he does. his arms crossed. And I will just say this, that if that doesn't work and that doesn't fall into a line with your overall philosophy, I think it's bullish to sit back and wait for it without changing something at some point. Does that make sense? Just at some point. I'm not even saying the point is now. Sit back and wait. It's all right. Fine. You got time. You got a little time. Time's running out. Before long, you're going to have no time. Yeah. Adjustments need to get made. Adjustments do have to be made. Yeah. Yeah. And whether it's situational baseball being played, whether it's personnel, I I don't know what the adjustments are going to be. That's why he's paid a couple mil a year. All right, let's finally get to uh, Adrian Hauser as uh, he didn't have another good outing here. That's uh, that's a couple in a row here, but let's uh, check in on the Brewers' right-hander. Adrian, you've done a really good job this year of, of neutralizing lefties. Um, what was behind that, do you think? And then tonight, was there lefties, obviously, that, that got you? Was it mislocations, do you feel like? Yeah, definitely tonight, uh, mislocations, you know, a couple – Bad pitches to get them down and, you know, down and out where I wanted to get them. You know, they put some good swings on it like they're supposed to when I make mistakes like that. And so uh, that's something I need to hammer down in my next bullpen and get uh, get going the right way and what like I need to be. Adrian, the, the walks have been uh, kind of a common theme in the last couple starts. What, you know, can you put a finger on just when you look at the last two, what has been troubling you the most? Uh, I can't really put it. You know, one thing on it right now, I just, you know, I don't feel like uh, like I did in early early on in the season and stuff like that. I don't feel like my me- command's there. And, uh, you know, I think it's just a little stuff with the mechanics. I need to get back right and, you know, get back going in the right direction, kind of like I was at the beginning of the year and, you know, those first couple outings. Hey, Adrian, is that, is that something that kind of comes and goes for you or it came, it came and went for you a couple of times during this start in particular? Because I feel like you had, a you know, a couple of you know, – a stretch there where – you know, it seemed like you were getting into a better flow of things. Yeah, you know, right now, you know, it's it was better than last outing. You know, last outing was kind of just all over the place all at once. But today it was kind of in and out. You know, they were, had had some good go- momentum going there for a little bit. And then, you know, just kind of leave me there for a little bit and, you know, throw a couple of walks, miss some bad pitches where I usually execute them. And, you know, just kind of you going through it right now and just kind of got to get out of this little slump that I'm in, you know, kind of mad at myself, disappointed in myself, not giving the guys a chance to win the ball game tonight. And so that's something that uh, I definitely need to be better at and need to put in a lot more work. Adrian, is that sort of what's happening with the team right now? Just seems things are not clicking right now. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, one night we have 
pitching going, you know, one night we have hitting going, one night we got defense going. So, you know, we're just not, just not really syncing up right now. And, you know, it, all it takes is one game for us, you know, one game to get going. And I, you know, I think that'll happen here soon. You know, the guys are putting some good swings on some good pitches and, you know, hitting the ball hard in a lot of places. And, you know, the pitching's been solid all year for the most part, you know, I need to pick it up obviously, but, uh, you know, for the, you know, everybody's been doing their part and, you know, just, just not clicking right now. So it's uh, just something that we need to get back going. And, you know, all this, like I said, it all it takes is one game for us. Adrian, are you uh, pretty good at compartmentalizing? You know, like you're not going to, you feel pretty good about the fact that you're not going to let this, you know, carry over to another start? Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, I just think about it, you know, what I can get better on in my next bullpen. And then, you know, tomorrow I'm not thinking about it. You know, I'm moving on to the next one, getting, getting ready to get locked in for that one and how I need to, you know, what, like I said, work on what I need to get better at and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I'm not, sorry, Jeff. Oh, I was, uh, Adrian, when you're, when you're facing a guy who's been hitting the ball as well as Jesse Winker, um, do you try to not outthink yourself when, as you, when you approach him, you try to stick to the book or um, kind of what, what's your thought process, especially after he's homered off you the first time, how do you approach that second at bat? Uh, yeah, you know, you don't you don't try to back yourself into a corner. You kind of you try to keep, stick with your strengths and stuff like that. You know, he's swinging the bat really well right now. And he's doing a lot of things good. He's putting some good swings on some mistake pitches and some good swings on some really good pitches. So, yeah, you just you don't try to back yourself in a corner. You don't want to go away from your strengths. You, you want to stick with that. You know, because that's what your strengths are. So, uh, obviously, I didn't execute those pitches tonight like I normally do and wanted to. So, you know, he got the best of me tonight. Uh, there he is, Adrian Hauser. Get him next time. That's what you tell that dude. Hell yeah. He's, he's got all the talent in the world. He does. And and I think he's a huge part of this team. Huge part of this team's success moving forward. Uh, Woody and Burns and Peralta. And then you throw in a good three and a half ERA, 3.3-ish in Hauser. Boy, it just, Wow. So he's pr- pretty important here. Uh, all right, we'll uh, check into there's a ball game tomorrow. And I wonder if uh, Thomas is going to be in that lineup. I'm hoping so. You made the trade. Put him in. Yeah. If they sit him, <laughs> I mean, there's clearly something wrong here. Yeah. I, I doubt they will. I, I think he's uh, immediately into the lineup. He should he, actually he should uh, waltz into that clubhouse with Keston Hira. But I'll still, I'll continue to beat that drum. Keston should be back on this team. This team is so bad offensively, he ain't going to make it any worse. Not happening. All right, we'll be right back. We'll check into uh, tomorrow's matchup next here. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show on the fan. What's on tap for the crew? What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Let's fast forward to tomorrow's game, and that's the cool thing about baseball. You're on a bad run. You can turn things around the next day, and it could happen. The Brewers, unfortunately, have lost their 17 games, so we look ahead. It is Brett Anderson, a 2 and mark. On the hill for the crew, and uh, that that ERA needs to come down a little bit. That's four and a half. I mean, we're not expecting you know two and a half out of Brett Anderson, but 
You know, a sub four ERA would be nice for him a couple of years ago in, in 30 starts in Oakland, had a three eight ERA. So that's about that would be dynamite for Brett Anderson to get that. They could use a deep start in a shutdown mode for the Brewers left hander tomorrow. He will face uh, Sonny Gray, and he comes in 0-3, a 3.83 ERA. It's, uh, some tough luck losses there uh, for uh, the red Sonny Gray. First pitch, 3-10. This is, I believe, the first Saturday 3-10 game. We'll get uh, on the air after the last pitch as you make the switch, as always, right here. Uh, probably somewhere 6, 6.30 range, and uh, we'll talk some Brewers baseball and uh, want to uh, get to know how you feel about Willie Adamas being in the lineup tomorrow So and, and how he looks to you guys. Uh, as always, uh, your input is always uh, welcomed here. Lots of great uh, callers tonight, Timmy. Yeah, fantastic. Good, good conversation. And uh, it is puzzling. Some of this is really puzzling as uh, the plot thickens here. I don't know. We, we need to come up with a name here. Uh, the Trent Grisham saga or, or something like that, because this thing all emanated from there. And if Luis Urias, uh, you know, was was picking things up a little bit. Maybe they don't make this deal today. Maybe they don't uh, trade Orlando Arcia. All of those things, uh, to me, interconnected. All right, you guys have a great night for the Polish Pipe Bomb. Jeff Orlowski, my name is Tim Allen. We'll see you tomorrow night after a Brewers victory in game two of this three-game set. And despite the outcome, smile Milwaukee. The world will smile back.